0: Hey friends, I'm Laura Malone, and I'm obsessed with all things coaching, self-coaching, life coaching, specific niche coaching, all of it. For 20 years, I've been a traveling, homeschooling, full-time ministering, multi-passionate mom who finally decided to take the dream of starting my own business off of that top shelf. I realized that what I'd been doing all my life was called coaching. Then I found out it could be both ministry to those around me and a business blessing. Now I'm sharing everything I've learned over the years as coach, entrepreneur, and imperfect human who's still in process. I'm inviting you to my table laid out with a feast of spirit-led strategies, tangible tools, growth God's way, and clarity about your callings in life. So get ready to become the hero in your own story and an amazing guide to others. And now, enjoy the show. Okay, so here at the Christian Life Coach Collective, I hit topics that are specific to being a coach. Because working with coaches is the main thing I do, but after years of life coaching, I just can't let go of the desire to talk to everyone who needs greater self-awareness, self-growth, and self-coaching tools. So what I've started doing is giving you Monday episodes more for coaches when I speak um, more directly to those of you with a calling to be one. And this content's always going to be beneficial for anybody in the helping world, like mentors, pastors, parents, nurses, leaders, etc. And most of these topics can be contextualized in one way or another. Even, I think, some of the coaching business building episodes. So you can take that info and contextualize it easy if you give it a little, you know, give it a try. Like the one on creating a vision statement. That would work for any business or ministry or even a family or household vision statement. It's just a template. And much of what I share from my, so to speak, Mary Poppins Possibility Perspective is just that. It's a template. All of my content is out there for you to take, review, revamp, recontextualize, and release into your world and the way that it works best for you and your people. Now on Thursday, I've been sharing things that are more self-coaching focused for anyone and aligned with tools and strategies and knowledge that you need for yourself but all of it can be recontextualized into what you need for your people as well so today i'm going to share about a major topic in all of our lives coach or not i'm coming at it from a 10,000 foot vantage point it's going to apply to you no matter who you are and it's also going to give you greater understanding about how it's going to help you apply it to clients family members employees whoever it is that you have in your life in your sphere of influence and it's going to help you have language for something that's been holding you back. Let's start with the belief that we should always be happy, that we deserve happiness. And it should be consistent. All things against happiness should not be part of our life. This is really a, just a lie that's doing you more harm than good. It's a belief that comes from the t- tree of knowledge of good and evil. Good and evil more than it's coming from the tree of life. And the Bible just doesn't say that we are promised happiness. It does tell us we can have the fruits of the spirit, specifically love, joy, and peace. And the fruits of the spirit are experienced in your spirit. Happiness is a soul-felt feeling. It's associated with your circumstance and expectation. But love, joy, and peace are fruits of the spirit and are immovable. So if you're struggling to feel and know them as a believer, then you might not be in touch with your spirit in the midst of your trials. So if you're overcome or even just uncomfortable in a hard place, you have to learn how to submit your soul to your spirit. This is where your abundant life lies. And when you tap into that truth, you'll see your soul starting to shift into alignment as well. Have you ever met somebody who just seems to have like a joyful peaceful presence. Somebody who seems full of true life. I don't mean just a happy person who spends everything positive or somebody with a really high energy when you're around them. I mean that person who makes you want to draw nearer and lean in to be more like them. They seem to carry something you can't put your finger on. It's possible that they've learned to let their spirit lead them and they've come out of a wilderness leaning on their beloved. I'm moving that way. I want to smell like the presence of the Lord is on me. I don't want to smell like the burning house I've been in. I want to be the one who looks like I've been with that fourth man in the fire, right? I, I want to look like I'm leaning on somebody. I want to walk straight, even with the limp that life has given me. So what we're talking about today is something that's common coach in coaching and perhaps like the counseling realm. You may or may not have heard of it before, but it's called buffering. And the simple definition of buffering is using external things like people, um, habits, actions, substances, to change our emotional experience. So have you ever wondered why you scroll for an hour instead of doing the simple task of Posting something that would build your business. Have you ever wondered why you head to the fridge when you know that you need to pay that bill and get it off your list? Or when you trade, you know, praying about this hard situation in front of you, um, you trade that in for watching an episode or three. I call it Hulu or Holy, and I have a name for it because it's one of my go-tos. I sometimes just would rather watch a detective show And use my mind in that way instead of keeping my mind on the thing that I'm dealing with. It keeps me in that mental realm I'm happy and secure in, but um, it keeps my focus in the wrong direction instead of letting my focus be on the hard thing that doesn't make me feel good. And even if I'm staying in the hard thing and bringing it to the Lord and then bringing my mental realm into submission uh, um, to my spirit. So... I would rather watch, you know, Chicago PD (laughs) instead of praying about that situation sometimes. So Hulu or Holy, that's buffering at its best for me. Maybe yours is Sugar or Spirit or Binge or Bible, Wine or the Word, Work or the Word, Working Out or the Word, but feel free to have one that doesn't have, you know, an alliteration let's just that's the way my my brain my songwriter brain thinks so you might think sometimes you're just procrastinating but oftentimes that's just a form of buffering you have to make a conscious decision about what you want you want to buffer and stay stuck or do you want to take right action and move forward some buffering looks like good things you know i've been known to comet the heck out of a bathroom instead of tackling paperwork You have never seen a bathtub sparkle in real life till you've seen me buffer. You thought it was just on a commercial, but I'm telling you, I have done it. And paperwork and bill paying, it just does not make me feel as good as the twinkle in the toilet does. And I said twinkle, not tinkle, right? Okay, so if you buffer in your daily life, you're going to buffer everywhere. And if you aren't aware of it, And you don't take any action and just make decisions to change it. You're going to do it in your coaching, your business, your ministry, your job, your business building, um, in your relationships and marriage and parenting. And guess what? You buffer. We all do. And the way you stop buffering in an area so that you can begin making progress is by first becoming aware of how you buffer. Everybody has their go-to. And what buffering does is it refuses reality. It makes you think that you have options to avoid what is real, you know, avoiding actual circumstances, actual emotions, because basically it helps you avoid the truth, but only for a little while, because you can't outrun truth. You can't outwork it. You can't eat or drink enough to change it. You can't shift reality, reality with uh, technology or disconnection via social media which, by the way, is a farce, okay? As much as I use or value social media, it actually, it's causing your brain to believe that you're connecting. But really, what you're doing is compartmentalizing, self-protecting, and self-providing. So you can fight, cry, laugh, and justify all in one place in a matter of minutes, and your brain think um, it is satisfied somehow. (laughs) But all these things are going to catch up with you. Buffering simply denies and delays reality. When you refuse to accept reality and instead go after those dopamine snacks by checking your likes and follows again and again, you're shaping your future. Unconsciously, you're doing something that prevents you from taking ground. And this action in a very insignificant area is causing inaction in very important areas. You've probably heard me say before that what you focus on grows, and it also determines what you miss. So if you're focused on scrolling, cleaning, eating, drinking, shopping, working out, whatever it is you use to buffer, you're not focused on developing you personally. You're not focused on developing your business or whatever your calling is. So where your focus is, is where you're likely taking action, which means that you're not, wherever you're not focused, is where there is inaction. And this is why you feel empty at the end of a big buffering day. And if you wonder why you're not taking ground or seeing success in any one area, you need to consider that you're buffering and it might be keeping you stuck and playing small. So do this thing, when you become aware that there's an area of your life that you don't like the results you're getting in, then trace your actions back to see where buffering might be preventing you from taking right action towards the best results you could get. And believing the lie that it is not okay to feel negative emotions will keep you stuck. So if you were told, you know, you're going to get a lollipop at the doctor and when you were little if um if you didn't cry or if you could just buck up and don't cry right now, don't feel those things that are real and bubbling up as a child oftentimes those those lies they get stuck because our parents and our caregivers don't know how to deal with the negative emotion themselves they don't know how to let us stay as children in the moment and experience the feeling and emotion that comes from being in pain and then they want us to move quickly out of it because it's also uncomfortable for them because they've never been taught how to stay in difficult emotions and how to process through it correctly, how to let an emotion actually process through and out of your body so that you can be healthy instead of stunted by making those emotions stay stuck because they've never been experienced fully. They don't, they're don't. they there, they're real, but then we don't let them process and we don't let the Lord come heal them. And when we have um, caregivers in our childhood that sow that reality, which most people do to some degree, when they sow that reality into us, then we grow with the the lie that we need to suppress our emotions. And negative or difficult emotions are things to suppress and hide or avoid. And I'm encouraging you to pursue, um, go get yourself a shovel and dig the root of that up and out and don't blame your caregivers and your parents for it they weren't taught any better either so don't, instead of moving into blame that somebody caused you to believe this this is how we were all this is how we were all taught friend and your parents and your caregivers they did the best they could with what they had and they didn't know any better either or they probably would have given you what they knew better about so don't move into blame just take Uh, responsibility for yourself today and let the Lord bring healing and help you dig up roots that are in your lives and your personal growth will always be stunted by wrong beliefs that negative or hard emotions shouldn't be felt and that they're to be avoided at all cost now that you're in your adult life and it is time for you to take responsibility for what you're going to do with that belief instead of blaming other people. And here's why. This is this is the big, um, the big truth around negative emotions, difficult things, negative things, painful things. They happen, always, always have, always will. And you should feel negative and painful emotions because pain and sadness, hurt, offense, regret, and guilt—like those things—they're supposed to be there, and it is okay to experience them. What's not okay is suppressing, shoving, um, blaming. That Those things, you need a healthy process. You need to have permission to experience the emotion and the feeling, and then learn how to process those things through and out. God's design is that you feel them, but you come to him with them. You let him help and heal you. Then you have a testimony of how he loves you in the middle of the hard things. Hard things are always going to happen. So imagine if you spend your whole life trying to avoid true feelings about the hard things. That's exhausting. And often you subconsciously know that you eventually have to face those hard things anyway. But instead of hitting them straight on and then moving forward, you let your soul try to avoid them and fill itself with emptiness, staving off the difficult emotions for just one more hour one more day, sometimes another year or 10. And what you ignore does not go away. Living a buffering life is filling the void with more void. That the consistent results of emptiness create a legacy of emptiness. Picture your soul as the container of you, where your paradigm, emotions, will, and imagination live. When you think or feel that you're empty somewhere, or you're not loved enough, not safe enough, not uh, good enough, buffering is like taking a bucket that's empty and tipping it over into the container of your soul. Basically, nothing is being poured out of an empty bucket. and all of the ugly and dark stuff that's coming out of the bucket, that is emptiness also. But you think your soul's being filled up because you know a bucket is tipped over. And you think that it's filling you with something, but really those things are void. They're empty. So you're taking a void that you feel. your' tip, you're doing something, but what's being pulled um, poured out of that bucket, you're tipping over. Is still more nothing how do you think that that's working for you so you know like when i was a kid there's this movie um called the never-ending story and if you're not um let's say mature enough to remember that uh <laughs> as a child then maybe you uh, know it from the show stranger things where they started singing the theme song um in one of the episodes of this popular Netflix series. Well, um it was my favorite movie when I was a kid, but the enemy in the movie was called the Nothing, and it was out to devour the world. It looked like a dark wind or an angry wolf in the movie, but it was coming for you. And a young boy named Atreyu who was who had a calling on his life to destroy it and restore the world. He had ke- care and compassion for those being consumed by the nothing and he rose up and fought his giant so let atreyu inspire you to rise up and fight the nothing that's coming after your life where are you buffering where are you using empty things to fill your soul instead of turning to the lord taking right action even if it is difficult or imperfect to do and what does the moment look like if you choose not to buffer? What does going through the emotion feel like instead of buffering to avoid it? You know, as you pursue um, awareness of your buffers and your go tos, you can actually experience a withdrawal of whatever it is you're trying to stop buffering with. If it's going to the pantry and maybe your buffer is sugar. Right, It's going to take a couple of weeks to get used to not heading to the kitchen when you feel stressed out, not um, leaving the bedroom when you have um, a difficult conversation with your spouse, not leaving the bedroom and going to the kitchen, Okay, not getting up from your desk when you feel stuck about something at work and trying to go find a snack. Okay, you're going to have to remind yourself. You have to change what you're believing and thinking in order to change the emotion that you're experiencing. And if your belief is that you have to avoid this difficult emotion or like you have to get out of this situation, you have to remove yourself, go change your externals in order to um, shift what you're feeling internally, if you keep doing that, you're again, you're you're avoiding, you're delaying and denying reality, you're gonna have to go back to the desk, you're gonna have to stay married to that person and deal with what's in front of you. So don't go to the pantry. Don't run to the gym. Stop and say, why do I believe I should not be feeling this? Why do I believe I have to avoid it? What if I stayed here and chose not to buffer? What if I stayed in the emotion? What would God want to do? What, what is God capable of doing? And as you go through the withdrawal, as you're changing what you decide about buffering, it's going to cause you to hear things like, um, it's, you know, that decision you made, <laughs> it's wrong, your decision to stop buffering is um, bad for you. You're going to hear and feel that it's impossible, that what you what you uh, buffer with really does help you. Don't believe, you know, Laura or anybody else about this whole buffering thing. It, that stuff's going to be normal to come at you and want to keep you. Your brain wants to stay with what's normal. It doesn't like the cognitive dissonance when you start wanting it to do something different than what it's used to do, uh, what it's used to doing. So it's going to take a couple of weeks and it's going to take some continued decision making. You don't just make this decision to stop buffering once, you make it again and again and again. So if when you want to run to the gym because it's your go-to and you're angry, it's going to take time for you to stop yourself and sit with it, what you feel, Instead of out, trying to outrun it, working out might might help you make, feel better and you can say like, it's a good thing for me to do. But again, the tree of good, the, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is the knowledge of good things, not just evil things. So these things are good for you in some area, but not if you're using it to escape and buffer from what you really need to be staying in. And yeah, working out can help you feel better, but you're the only one that can know if you're using it to run away, if you're using it to buffer the negative or difficult emotions you're feeling. Anything you use to help yourself avoid difficult emotions is buffering. And you're going to feel the withdrawal from these buffers when you decide to no longer use them. But you can do it. I believe in your ability to do this, friend. I do. And you can live a life with healthy acceptance of emotions and learn the healthy way to deal with them, bring them to the Lord, and learn how to stop trying to escape because buffering is a form of escapism. And some people do that more than others based on personality and experience and uh, trauma. So we do things because... We don't think we can handle the emotion and the feeling when really you're made to think, feel, take action, and like you're made to do those things. You've done it a million times in your life, and if you're listening to this, you are still alive. The Bible says that if you seek to save your life, you'll lose it. So as you buffer to escape and protect yourself, you're actually losing life. You're suffering at your own hands and missing the freedom to suffer and stay in it with the Lord. Therefore, you're missing out on what He wants to do in, in and through you. You miss out on the miracles and the testimony of Jesus and His plans for you. He offers you an invitation to pick up your cross and suffer with Him. But by saying yes to the world's invitation to comfort and um, avoidance of uh, pain avoidance, you miss God's invitation to be with Him. And let him walk with you and heal you. Now, if you're interested in making decisions to stop buffering in any area, here's how it works. I use the pearl practice. I talk about that in episode number six. And it starts with your paradigm, which was what you believe and think on. That informs your emotions and feelings. These cause you to take action to pursue or avoid the emotion, which creates daily results those actions do okay and then those results become your legacy so your belief that you should feel good things and not bad things however you define them leads to thoughts about any given circumstance and if your beliefs are out of alignment with truth then your thoughts will be too so from the thoughts um, that you have you experience emotions and feelings and if you buffer to avoid them or to pursue different emotions, this becomes the action part of what you're doing. Like, the buffering is the action that determines your results, and your results determine your legacy. But if you become aware and then make conscious decisions, you will take right action. And then you change the results, and thus the legacy that you're creating, This is how you really walk yourself into truth and then co-create your story alongside God. And I promise that Holy Spirit is with you in this. So next time you find yourself buffering or you're about to buffer with anything, um, be it seemingly good or bad, stop and ask yourself, what kind of legacy story do you want your life to tell? And what kind of daily results do you need to get in order to tell that story? then what right actions will get you those results? What emotions and feelings will you pursue to cause you to take those actions? And then what do you need to be dwelling on and thinking about in order to have a thought life that flows into those types of emotions? And what truth do you need to believe in order to inform your thought life? So we just, that's working backwards from legacy, and what kind of legacy do you want, what kind of results? We're going backwards through the letters of pearl. Legacy, results, actions, emotions, paradigm. Okay. Now, the um, I use a small tool, like a, like a Post-it note, a small piece of paper, um, and I write out the word pearl along the left-hand side. And when I do this, I start from the L, I write out the legacy I want, and then I go upwards. And this is the new pearl part of the practice, and the old pearl on the other side of your post, um, your post-it is where you lay out the old pearl, the the what you're actually your current pattern of um, buffering your current mode of operation, basically. So the old pearl is where you lay out the paradigm emotions actions results and legacy of right now the current pattern and if you are most aware of what you use to buffer right now then that's what you put in the action space okay and then you ask yourself what emotion are you experiencing that you want to pursue or avoid that is causing you to take the action of this particular buffer then follow that emotion to the thought up go up the pearl and follow it to the thought and belief that's causing the emotion. And then you also follow it down, Pearl, and what is this action causing, um, Getting what results is this action getting you, okay? So if the buffering action leads to a result, it's going to then accumulate and create a legacy. So for a recap of this, you can listen to episode number six again. I believe that this is something that the Lord wants us in the body of Christ to understand. We can be religious and we can spout scripture off, like we can throw all of the word around. But if we're not actually connected to the spirit of God, and that means that our spirit has to be in operation in our lives, like our spirit has to rise up, it has to be at the forefront. It has to be creating the self-leadership in our life and be connected to the spirit of God. And if it's not, then what are we doing? <laughs> oh, that's my, <laughs> at the simplest level, what are we doing? Our, our soul and our body leading our life will always create the same types of results and legacy. But abundant life and wholehearted living, it comes from living in the spirit. From our spirits actually leading us. From our our spirit saying, I want alignment with truth. I want alignment with the word of God and the will of God in my life. And your spirit does that. Your soul does not want alignment with the truth. Because your soul usually, if it's out of alignment with the spirit within you, Your soul does not want those things. So when you find yourself wanting the things of God, it's actually because that is how your spirit functions. Your spirit and the spirit of God in you wants the will of God. It wants the things of God. It wants to pray. And when your spirit is leading you, when true self-leadership is an operation in your life, spirit-led self-leadership, then what's happening is you find yourself wanting more of the things of God. You want the upside down kingdom in your life. You want to pursue more of the word. You want to eat the things that are eternal and not in the natural. You want to fill yourself up with truth. So buffering is when you are struggling with what's in front of you, and instead of your spirit rising up and leading you into the things of God, buffering occurs when your soul is leading you, when your body and its natural desires is leading you. Buffering leads you away from the truth, from the spiritual reality that is eternal and is life-giving. So I encourage you to become aware of this. Ask Holy Spirit to show you where buffering is happening in your life. And we're going to do more episodes about buffering and how it shows up in your coaching, how it shows up in your family, um, in your business building, and how um, it'll just always be a common thread because it's something that is always appearing for my clients and in my own life. And I love to be able to lead you through this teach you things that you can really use on a daily basis to become um, a better self-leading person and multiply the kind of fruit in your life that you really want to see and be able to become the person that other people see and say, wow, what is it you have? I want some of that. Um, I pray that this has blessed you and that you can put it into operation today. I pray that the spirit of the Lord would guide you and show you exactly what to do with this information, that your soul would be convicted and your spirit would be fulfilled. Until next time, my friends. Are you ready to become a hero in your own story by investing in yourself through life coaching? are you looking to become an amazing guide to others by becoming a coach or up-leveling your current practice? Then check out sterlingandstonementoring.com to see how we can work together. And don't forget, it's really easy to say thanks if any of this free content has been a blessing to you just by leaving a quick written review over on Apple Podcasts. And thank you in advance.